Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. And yesterday, a pretty interesting day for Gary Barta, the athletic director of the Iowa Hawkeyes, because he came out and he cleared up some things for us. And I think there are very important things regarding the decision of Kevin Warren and moving the football season from the spring to the fall. Well, Gary Barta not only talked about that, but he talked about obviously some Iowa things as well. But let's talk about how impressive Gary Barta is because he, along with all a bunch of other athletic directors inside the conference, uh, including Ohio State's Gene Smith, uh, Nancy Barber out at Penn State, Josh Whitman at the University of Illinois. There are so many, so many athletic directors that are so impressive inside the conference that you just, you wonder what happened here. And Gary Barta has a lot of transparency. Uh, Not only is Gary Barta the athletic director for the Iowa Hawkeyes, but he's the newly appointed Big Ten representative for the college football playoff. And on top of that, it's not just that he's the representative for the college football playoff. He is the head chair of the college football playoff. You can't take that very lightly because he's the face of the college football playoff. When they announce, uh, which yesterday they did, they announced their schedule, which unfortunately for the Big Ten doesn't really matter because they're not playing football in the fall. But when they go forward, and they continue to announce their rankings, you're going to see Gary Barta's face on the television answering questions because he's the chair. He's the face right now of the college football playoff committee. So Gary Barta holds a lot of weight with college athletics. And saying with that in mind, this was the first time Gary Barta had a chance to speak with the media. First time he had a chance to speak with the media after Kevin Warren made his decision to postpone or cancel the spring season. The first time that he's met with the media after they canceled four sports last week on Friday. Well, Gary Barta warned everybody that this was a possibility, that this was coming. He said months ago that Iowa was in line with no football. They were in line to lose 60 to 100 million. Well, the number's closer to 70 to 75. And the reason why we know that is because Barty yesterday came out and said that they are taking a loan between 70 and 75 million dollars. And they're not going to be able to pay it off right away. It's going to be years. They have a plan. They've outlined a, a way to do this. But when you're looking at an athletic department that has to ask for that much money to continue to run, you kind of understand why the sports were canceled. And it's unfortunate. And and Barta yesterday also said that the decisions on those sports were final. And that's sad. That hurts. Because the college experience for those specific athletes at that sport, uh, they're going to have to transfer. They're going to never see that again at Iowa. You know, maybe they were comfortable. Maybe that's all they you know, ever wanted to be was a, you know, part of the swimming and diving team at, at Iowa. Well, that's no more. And that's completely unfortunate. But 
I think that Bardic kind of understands the landscape of things. He gets it. And there are some other things that he said. And some other things that are going to clear up a little bit about Kevin Warren's decision and how it went down. Because yesterday, Barta and the athletic directors, they were pushing for moving the season back. Now remember, when the Big Ten came out with their schedule, they built in multiple bye weeks so that if they had issues, that they could get around the issues, that they would work around them, that it wouldn't be a problem. They were also starting significantly earlier than the other conferences, three weeks earlier. Well, Gary Barta and some of the athletic directors, they wish that Warren, as opposed to canceling the season, pushed everything back and pushed everything back to October. Because to be honest with you, to me, and I've said this on this podcast, that that would have made much more sense to me. Not canceling the season, but saying, hey, look, we need more information. We need to have a little bit more time. Let's put us in a better position and try and do this. And it's unfortunate that the answer was a cancellation as opposed to a postponement or a extension of the season and trying to make it work because that's what the athletic directors wanted. That's what Barta wanted. And I would have liked that too. I think we all would have liked that. And it's unfortunate because you look at the way that things have worked out and yeah, well, Alabama came out yesterday and there's a lot of COVID-19 cases out of Alabama. The student body brought home a lot. And you know, you look and see across the nation at, at some schools and what they're doing, and it makes sense as to why they would potentially just move it back instead of canceling it. And unfortunately, there was a vote, but the vote didn't have, again, just like we reported, and it's just confirmed, the, the vote did not have athletic directors present. Gary Barta was not present to put his input in, and that's unfortunate. And what he also said is he didn't agree with some of those tactics used during those discussions. And I think that this was a group decision, is at least what it should have been. But it seems to me, after reports that, like I told you yesterday, that every athletic director wanted to play in the fall. And I can't disagree with Gary Barta here. Some of the tactics that were used during those discussions, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Because uh, when you're looking at it, it's something that I think it would be group decision. It's not just one person. And I get that, you know, this is Kevin Warren's first year and this has been a trying year for him. There's so many things that have happened inside the Big Ten that warrant his attention and action and that unfortunately this was one of the biggest ones this is going to be the biggest one I think a lot of people are going to look back at at Kevin Warren's tenure and say well you know uh, there were multiple things that early on Kevin Warren struggled with and I think this is going to be one of them and it's unfortunate there's a lot of consternation along the internet that it's that they want Kevin Warren fired. That's not going to happen, boys and girls. Kevin Warren's not getting fired. Jim Delaney was around for 30-plus years. 
Kevin Warren's not going anywhere. So you just have to accept the fact that Kevin Warren's going to be leading the conference, and it's been a rocky road so far. It really has. And it's unfortunate because when you hear Gary Barta talk about these things, uh, you kind of wish that they were just rumors and they weren't actually true. But, you know, it comes out that they are true, and, you know, it's it's a little harder pill to swallow. It continues to be. It's, each day passes and more information comes out. It's just more and more difficult to to figure out what the hell Kevin Warren was thinking, but eh, it is what it is. All right, let's move on to a little bit of recruiting news, and we'll start off with Nebraska. They went out and added athlete Kobe Brent at 6'2", 185 pounds. The in-state athlete had offers from Kansas State, and that's it. No other Power 5 offers for Brent's. Um, to me, these kind of guys are the ones that you would hold off on. I understand that Scott Frost wants to take some in-state Nebraska guys because Nebraska loves their football, and that is what Nebraska football is. But potentially waiting on Brett's for a little bit longer probably made sense to me. Uh, you know, you could take a commitment from him in early December when the first signing period is rolling up. I don't think taking a commitment in August from a guy that has – a Kansas State offer, and let's be real here, Kansas State, not a football powerhouse, and no other Power 5 offers. That's the kind of guy that you can definitely wait on. But regardless, uh, it looks like that is not the case. Scott Frost accepted the commitment from Brett, and they're going to move on with their recruiting. So uh, an okay addition, nothing special. Again, I would. this is the kind of guy that, like I said, I would wait on, but hey, that's me. Illinois got some good news yesterday on the transfer of Brian Hightower from the University of Miami of Florida. He will be eligible immediately. And the interesting part about this is that when you're going to be seeing all these transfers, these transfers are going to have an extra year. So that 100% benefits Lovey Smith because Lovey Smith has become transfer you. He goes out and he goes out and grabs transfers and continues to add them to his program and with the NCA deciding that wherever football is played you will still retain a year of eligibility that's big that's big so Hightower could potentially play three total years with the fighting Illini this free year and then two other years so that's a that's a big boon for the fighting Illini, and we'll see how it turns out for Hightower. We'll see if it, you know, works out like uh, Josh and Mordebahebe, because Mordebahebe, you know, he was a transfer from USC. Uh, his brother also has transferred over to the fighting Illini from USC. And Mordebahebe in his first year last year really impressed. Uh, if injuries didn't slow him down, you kind of figure that Mordebahebe would have had a really big year. Catching passes from another transfer, Brandon Peters from Michigan. So, yeah, the University of Illinois, they are transfer you, and they get good news as Brian Hightower will be eligible immediately. Uh, yesterday was difficult. Again, I, I told you that the college football playoff came out and came out with what their schedule will look like. A little bit different due to the fact that um, they are not going to have all of their answers right after one of the championship weeks because the ACC, I know they're playing their championship game on the 12th, and then a week later the SEC will be playing it. So a couple of days after that they will come out with it. Normally they, uh, you know, they're pretty quick with it. They they don't waste time. But 
due to the oddness of this year, I think the college football playoff committee wanted a little bit more time to really go over their decision. So that kind of is what it is. And also yesterday is pretty bittersweet that the AP preseason poll came out and you saw where all these big 10 teams were ranked. Clemson got the number one spot, but literally right behind them were the Ohio State Buckeyes. That shows that the Buckeyes were one of the best teams in the country. And just a couple spots behind them at seven, Penn State. Penn State also one of the best schools in the country uh, on the football side of things. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. The Big Ten had two of the top 10 teams, preseason top 10 teams in the conference. And they're not going to play. They're not going to be able to vie for a championship. And then you look over at Wisconsin. They're ranked 12th overall in the country. You've got Michigan at 16. Minnesota was 19. And Iowa was 24. Now, the real question is, is when the season gets going and week one ends up happening, what's the AP going to do with these Big Ten teams? Will they continue to rank them? Because I found it a little curious that they were ranked. Very bittersweet for the Big Ten. And we'll see if that continues, but uh, it's just unfortunate because you know, you've got at least two teams in my mind, in Ohio State and Penn State, that had very valid cases to make the college football playoff if the season played out the way that they thought it would. I mean, they obviously play each other, so there'd be one loss on each one of their schedules. And it's just an unfortunate situation because. You've got at least two, in my mind, at least two championship caliber teams that won't be playing in the fall. And we're going to continue to watch the college football playoff roll on. It it sucks. It really does. It really does. CBS Sports released their big board, their top 100 players that are potentially going off to the NFL. And there were a whole hell of a lot of Big Ten players on there. We'll start off with the top player ranked by CBS. And it wasn't just one guy. It was a, it was a collective from them. Uh, Micah Parsons, the Penn State linebacker who opted out of the season, he was ranked third. Justin Fields, Ohio State's quarterback, fifth. Wyatt Davis, a little bit interesting here to see Davis that high. Uh, he was rated sixth, the guard for Ohio State, Rashad Bateman. He also... Elected to opt out of the season, the Minnesota wide receiver, and then right behind him, a couple of spots is Rondell Moore, also opted out, the Purdue wide receiver at 12th overall. Pat Freyermuth, the talented Penn State tight end, he was 18th on this list. Rashawn Slater, another guy who opted out of the season for Northwestern, the very good offensive tackle. He was 21 on CBS's sports big board, Sean Wade. Ohio State's corner checked in at 23. Josh Myers, Ohio State's center, he was 37th on this list. Right behind him, Michigan's defensive end, Kawiti Pay, he made the list as well. Baron Browning, Ohio State linebacker, 39th. Another Buckeye in Chris Olave, the wide receiver at 42nd. Right behind Olave, Jalen Mayfield, he is 43rd. Mayfield, also another player who opted out of the season. At 50, you've got another Michigan Wolverine in linebacker, Cameron McGrone. You're going to 66 to find Penn State defensive end, Jason Owe. You have 
Aiden Hutchinson at 67, right behind Owe. So a pair of Big Ten defensive ends from Penn State and Michigan right there. Another Wolverine in Nico Collins right behind Hutchinson and Owe at 68. You've got Iowa offensive tackle Alric Jackson. He is 72nd on the list. Another Hawkeye right behind him. 73rd, the guard Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, at 79, you've got another young man who opted out of the season in Michigan corner, Ambry Thomas. 85, Wisconsin's tight end, Jake Ferguson. And the final Big Ten name on the list, the second Minnesota Golden Gopher offensive tackle, Daniel Falele. He was 93rd overall on CBS Sports Big Board. A lot of Big Ten players are going to have big-time decisions. Come the spring, look at all these players that were named by CBS Sports as top 100. You're looking at that's about the first three rounds of the NFL draft. If I'm one of those guys, I am not going to risk my career in the spring. And just not. You're going to see a a watered-down brand of football. You're going to see a JV team. Nick Saban, about middle last week, said spring football will look like JV football. And I don't disagree with him. Look at all the names on this list. Already some of them have opted out. If I'm any of those guys... I am not stepping foot on a college field in the spring. I'm sorry I'm not. I know you might love your school. I know you might you know, really want to play with your teammates one last time. But your NFL future is on the line. And I just don't think it's worth it at that point in time. I just don't. All right. There's some news and rumors going on for the Michigan basketball team. And it surrounds their head coach, Juwan Howard. As we all know, Juwan Howard joined the team last year and did a very good job. His first coaching gig as a head coach. Now, we all know that Howard was in Miami for a couple years and learned uh, from Eric Spolster and Pat Riley. So he's got an NBA pedigree. And obviously, playing in the NBA for multiple years, Juwan Howard knows the game. And so when he went back home to his alma mater in Michigan, it looked like a win-win for the Wolverines. Well, let me tell you this. The NBA is going to come calling, and I don't think Juwan Howard is going to be long at Michigan. Now, he did come out after all the rumors came around swirling that there are certain NBA teams that are looking at him. He did come out yesterday and say that you know, he's not looking at other jobs. And he's very happy with what's going on at Michigan and that he expects to continue to stay and be Michigan's head coach. But when the NBA comes calling, I think that he ultimately is going to revert course and go to the NBA. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to happen now. I don't think that that actually is going to happen. I think he's what he's building at Michigan and the way that he's recruiting at Michigan, which is the one question mark that I had for him. That was the one. Because he got championship experience from Spolstra and Riley. 
he is in their ears. The coaching aspect of Howard, I didn't have any issues with at all. But what I was concerned about is the recruiting. Recruiting is a different animal. It's not, you know, not every coach who comes from an NBA background is able to transition very easily into it. You see a lot of coaches that ultimately end up going back to the NBA because, you know what, the, the coaching and recruiting aspect is a lot more difficult than just coaching because that's what you're doing in the NBA. I mean, there is a little bit of recruiting with free agency, but it's nothing like what recruiting is when you're at the college level. And Howard has shown that he can dominate a recruiting battle with other teams. He's won a lot of them. He's got a lot of high-profile guys that committed to the Wolverines. And I think he's happy. I think he likes where he's at. But I do think similar to, although it's not going to be quite like what happened with John Beeline, where Beeline goes to Cleveland and he's out (laughs) faster than a season. Uh, I think that Howard will eventually move on to the NBA. I don't know when, but... You know, I, I, I do think that at some point in time, he's going to move on from the Michigan program and ultimately end up behind on the bench uh, for an NBA team. I'm not sure what team. I don't know when. But they know talent. The NBA knows talent, and they know coaching talent, and they see it in Juwan Howard, and they're going to continue to come after him. Yes, he's happy right now, but you know, what about in two years and three years? Who the hell knows? But regardless, uh, Juwan Howard has said, and he squashed the rumors, he is happy right now in Ann Arbor and will continue to be Michigan's coach. One other quick note before I sign off today on the basketball side of things, uh, Edgar Padilla Jr., he will be a preferred walk-on at the University of Illinois. Uh, nothing big here. Uh, preferred walk-ons are, are just usually roster guys. But, uh, you know, nice to see Padilla had uh, you know some background in Puerto Rican basketball. Uh, really didn't put up any big numbers, nothing to you know, write home about. But, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an addition to the Fighting Illini squad. So, had to tell you. All right, that is it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Once again, give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a happy Tuesday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.